Welcome back to another edition of Hashtag Alvarado Excellence. And with me as always, Alvarado ISD Superintendent, Dr. Kenneth Estes. And great start to the weekend Friday. And did the greatness of the weekend continue for you? Of course. It was. Uh, it's hard not to be really excited. We always say that it's a great day to be an Alvarado Indian. But I think this past week was a little extra special. We're going to jump right into it. There's quite a bit on the itinerary agenda, I don't know what you'd call it, our uh, piece of paper we list what we're going to talk about on. <laughs> <laughs> For starters, we'll talk about attendance and enrollment, all kind of stuff at the beginning of the year. And as of Friday morning, we have more scholars in Alvarado ISD than we have ever had before. Our uh, previous high was uh, 3,765. That was back in, I believe, 18, uh, 17, uh, Yeah, 18? I think he said 17, 20, yeah, right, maybe so the, maybe it was 17, 18. The but. beginning of 17, 18, sometime in, right after Labor Day. And as of Friday morning, we were 3,766. I meant to check with Mr. Toon and get an update this morning. I didn't get an opportunity to, but uh, exciting times right now. It'll still still way over what we were last year, and it's just a – like I said, exciting time and not a not a nervous time because you're like, man, what are we gonna do with all these kids? We got plenty of places to put them, but it's just a just fun to to see the amount of energy and excitement around Alvarado ISD right now. Those are the two words I keep using: energy and excitement. And I know that we've got some classrooms that are full now. I mean, we're having to look and mm-hmm. and kind of see what we can do as far as maybe even bringing in additional educators to help with the some of the classrooms and some of the grade levels. And it's kind of just like it is each year, I guess. It hits us at certain grade levels. Right. right. We'll, we'll, we'll start feeling the strain this year if we continue to see enrollment increase. But the good thing is, is the voters in our community, in our school district, voted to pass a bond, which is allowing us to prep and prepare and try to, if you can, in our area of Texas, stay ahead right. of the growth, or at least the best we can. Right. And we, we talked all summer about how – <laughs> how difficult of a job Marianne, what our HR director and her office and the principals had of trying to find teachers during the summer and, and you know, the teacher shortage all across the state. And uh, you get to almost September and, you know what, job's not quite done yet. You may have to find a couple more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, we are about a week and a half into school now, not quite two weeks. We won't hit the two-week mark till Thursday. But uh, just overall, uh, your thoughts on the first couple weeks of school? But, you know, like you said, energy and enthusiasm, it's really what I'm seeing. Uh, one of the things I guess I'm most proud of as, uh, you know, an educator in Alvarado ISD is that our teachers and our educators put a ton of time into prepping for this year for safety, security, for obviously ensuring learning, you know, inspiring, empowering learning, and do a lot of training in the two weeks, three weeks leading up to school starting. And so on our Wednesday walks this week, we saw a lot of those things in action, not just in the classroom, but you saw the safety procedures being followed. Uh, those were you know, fantastic. Uh, doors are locked. You know, we're trying to do the best job we can securing our buildings. But then you go into the classrooms and you see engagement structures being utilized. You see not just uh, well-thought-out lessons, but you see inspiring lessons and lessons that engage kids. Uh, kids are smiling. You, In fact, I think you got a lot of great pictures the first week of school, but we also saw those coming from some of our educators. And so uh, a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, and looks like people are having fun again yeah, in the classroom. Most definitely. And you talk about engagement structures like Kagan and everything. And, you know, looking at Coach Jackson over at the intermediate school and even in PE class, you know, it's not just a 
your traditional math class or science class that can use those structures. It's, you know, even using them in PE. And I know Coach Petit uses them during basketball practice. And so right. uh, it's great to see them used in, in different uh, different ways that you may not think of off the top of your head. Well, and we, we changed the R in our core values to relationships. We feel like those that relationships between educators, between educators and scholars, that those those things are important. And those engagement structures help build that rapport, those relationships in the classroom, which we believe is vital to those kids learning. Friday night we had our first responder and military night at the football game. And uh, what a special night. There was about, I guess, close to 20, between 15 oh, yeah. and 20. Well, I'd say yeah, at uh, least 20, I think I counted. Maybe more because we had some that I think were there, didn't, didn't oh, come yeah. out. But but I, I thought it was our largest group, but you may remember a no, better I think group. It, it looked like our largest group. And uh, our real ISD chief, Timothy Pavich, got to go out and, and flip the coin at midfield for the captains and a uh, huge smile on his face on the picture that Miss Holland got. And Ms. Ho- I, was, I thought yeah. maybe Miss Holland was the one that got that. She got a great shot of that, didn't she? Oh, yeah, she did. And so it's just a, a great opportunity for us to just to show them our appreciation. And they all got into the game free. And then, you know, we got to do a little bit of the, the pregame uh, festivities and so uh, we have those throughout the year our next one is actually our educator appreciation night in a couple weeks and that's always a huge night we have a big crowd at the junior high usually and give them all hot dogs and water and chips and have some door prizes and uh, then they they get up and really you, you talk about the uh, what is it called the spirit line I guess that the color right. guard does and really the educators get out there and do one from the field house door all the way to the what used to be the run through sign now's the tunnel uh, so uh, great times and looking forward to seeing all the educators on September 9th whenever we host Dallas Lincoln. Try to try to get your friend, your, you know, your educator, ASD educator friends to come out. They don't normally come to a football game. Try to get them to come. It'll be a, it'll be a great night. And it's even more fun the, the more educators we have. We'll purple out, you know, we'll, we'll all wear purple. And I know the, the kids will appreciate seeing their educators celebrated. Oh, yeah. And that will get started about 530 Okay. At the junior high that night. All right, and then Old Settlers Reunion Parade. We talk about it's hashtag Alvarado Excellence, not just Alvarado ISD. And so the city of Alvarado is hosting the annual Old Settlers Reunion Parade on Wednesday, August 31st. And it's the first time they've had it in a couple of years. Right. Uh, due to COVID and uh, coming back with a new route. Uh, used to start over at the library and kind of make its way uh, through downtown. This time it is starting kind of over there in front of Wall Ravens Barbershop, right, and making kind of a little U-turn around the gazebo, and then headed back down College Street. So, uh, looking forward to that, and a ton of Alvarado ISD scholars and organizations and educators uh, participate in that every, each year. And you know, when I when I came to Alvarado many many years ago, <laughs> the reunion. I mean, it was the thing. I mean, yeah. everybody went. It was the parade was great, and I think we still have. A, a great turnout for the parade, but they have a lot of events that they hold down at the reunion grounds. Uh, you know, they have a, a baby contest and a, you know, a Queens contest. And so there's a lot of cool, you know, a lot of cool things to see. And just like the title states, it is kind of a reunion of, of old Johnson County folks that come back. And, and I hope to, it's a big event this year. And that is a, I may have misspoke. I said it was the Alvarado old settlers. It is actually Johnson County right. old settlers parade. Uh, not just Alvarado, they just host it in Alvarado because Alvarado was the first town in it was. Johnson it was County. A, it was almost the county seat, and I'm not sure. I, I've heard the story of how it got switched to Cleveland, but I, I've been told by people that grew up in other communities like Cleveland and Joshua 
and they told me that everybody used to that everybody came from Johnson County from all the other schools like you would see all the bands from all the school districts in the parade you would see uh, the fire departments and I think you know the, they've done a good job of bringing job yeah uh, from other communities but it used to be a an entire Johnson County reunion so all right then something we haven't done yet uh, a bond construction update just to give everybody a just a little update on on how things are going with the bond, and do you want you want to kick that one off? Yeah, just it's a it's really funny. You pass a bond, and I'm probably just as guilty as anyone. You're like, well, hey, where's that school? We passed right. that bond in May. <laughs> it's been two months. Yeah, it's it? been two months. So I don't see any dirt moving. And <laughs> you know, one of the things that has to happen is you before uh, you can get really get started, you have to pass that bond. I mean, the right. bond has to pass, and we we're fortunate to do it. But then you get into the design phase, and really you don't want to pay any money out until you know you're going to be able to move forward with the project. And so right. we're in the design phase right now with the architects. Uh, we utilize uh, Huckabee, uh, and they're sitting down. They've been sitting down with educators from the uh, different campuses, in a sense. So we have got input from all the different administrators uh, on all elementary campuses, and we also have district-level administrators that are weighing in. There's co- lots of conversations going around about what's included in the building uh, to make it equal to what we got in our district, but right. also to look forward to what our needs are going to be. One of the other, one of the big questions is, where's it going to be? Well, there's several, there's several options. You know, the school district has land in a couple different places, and uh, you never know what might pop up. But as of now, it's still to be determined. Yeah, it's, it's not a secret in a sense, but, but it has not been determined. A lot of people might wonder, why did you decide to build a building if you don't even know where you're going to put it. Well, we're looking to see what's most advantageous. If if you ask anyone in our community, whether they're a parent, as an, an educator, or just someone that lives in the community, they'll tell you that one of their biggest concerns is traffic. And so right. locating this building in a way where it does not add to the traffic issues, but also we have to get a road to it. And so some of the property that we own does it, you know, right now, we can access it through other pieces of our property like the junior high mm-hmm. but that would really can make it congested right there so we're looking and seeing where we can put the building so that we have good roads leading into it and traffic is not worse than it was when we got started right uh, baseball and softball complex gym those kind of things will come later the the priority was getting that building started and, and, and up and going yeah we used a demographer to kind of in a sense estimate what our attendance enrollment would look like each year for the next five to ten years. And they feel like they can hit it closer to the mark in the five-year range than the ten-year range, but we're ahead of what the projections were. And so getting classrooms on the ground so we don't have to utilize portables would be – it is. It was our top priority in the bond. It is still our top priority. That said, we'd love to have that uh, gym and and those uh, fields on, on the ground as soon as possible too. All right, and speaking of gyms and fields, uh, athletics this last week uh, really was a good week for Alvarado ISD all the way around. You had a, a huge win on the football field Friday night, uh, first game for Coach Walraven and several of those assistants with Alvarado ties. Special night for those guys, and a, and a special night for for everybody involved to, to come out. And you know, last couple of years were a little I don't know frustrating. Right, we're, we're not as successful as they have been accustomed to. Right. And uh, to come out and, 
get a big win over a, a really good Springtown team that's been in playing in December the last three or four years um, was a great way to start the season. I was having a conversation with someone, and, and they said, I'm not sure that the crowd knew how good Springtown was because of how well well our team played. And right. I, I do think that uh, a lot of people may not know, but in some polls they're you know preseason top uh, 15. They're, I think they were ranked 13th in the state. Yeah. And we were going into that game supposedly a 24-point underdog. So uh, three scores is bad, but 24 is a four-score <laughs> four game in the way of the people right. that – prognosticate those types of things and and so for us to come out and and to get a 41 to 7 win it was huge uh, you know huge for our community uh, obviously I think a lot of us wanted that for coach Walraven in his mm-hmm. return to Charles Head uh, Stadium as the Indians head coach but for our community it was good we had a phenomenal crowd I mean it was, it was almost a homecoming crowd I would think <laughs> type right. of it and the energy and the environment was about the same as you would see there, and so we're ex- we're excited uh, to get that early win. And then volleyball uh, continues to to do well. You know, they had a I think we talked about it last week. They had a, a huge injury, and I think they they finally started to kind of come around. And hey, you know, we've got it figured out now, uh, where we can we can w- we can win games without our all state our all state you know middle blocker outside hitter, and. Uh, Got a big win over Rio Vista last week and then went into the Godly Tournament. And that was a tournament that, hey, we need to step up the level of competition whenever Coach Good came in. And she's like, these tournaments aren't going to make us any better. Let's step it up. And you go into it without one of your best players and came out third in the silver bracket. And uh, district foe, Johnson County foe, Godly did the Lady Indians no favors with their pool play. Yeah, that was uh, a, <laughs> it was a rough road, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, they stuck them in a pool with Odessa Permian, who's – one of the biggest schools in the state of Texas and uh, Mansfield Timberview, one of the biggest 5A schools uh, here in our area. And uh, Lady Indians competed. Right. And uh, got put in that silver bracket for the second day and uh, came out third place, lost to a, I think it was a, a really good crumb team right. in the semifinals there. But uh, great job from Coach Good. And finally, I misspoke last week. Last week I said they were playing at home. We finally get the first home game tomorrow night. Uh, as they're hosting Keene uh, at the gym. And so uh, come out. It's really it's really your only opportunity yeah. to see them in non-district action. <laughs> it's been uh, a long time coming, hasn't it? <laughs> it's just the way the, the schedule <laughs> fell this year. Uh, so the Lady Indians looking looking to finish out uh, non-district play before getting into district in a couple weeks uh, right. with some wins and get a, a big game tonight and then also a big game or tomorrow night and tomorrow a big night, game yeah. Friday night uh, right down the road from Canada where we're playing football. And so uh, – Great night to, to pick up both games if you want to, and we'll talk about that later. And then cross country ran at South Lake, uh, had a had a real good showing there, and Coach Bishop continues to take our kids to incredible meets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> elite know? elite. Uh, I think even some of them even call the divisions elite <laughs> the elite divisions. Right. So, yeah. So, he doesn't shy away from the tough competition. It looked like from the results we had. Some kids really step up, and you know, in track and cross country, you always want to see improvement. It looks like we're seeing that improvement. And then tennis uh, finally got their game against Sunnyvale in. They were supposed to play Tuesday uh, because of rain, got moved to Thursday, and it was a, a little bit of a slow start for the for the Indian tennis team. But uh, it came back, and I, I meant to look at the girl's name that got the big win to win it ten to nine. Uh, but I, I I can't remember her name, 
But uh, came back, got a big win in the last match, uh, according to Coach Martin, and a big win over Sunnyvale, who's a, a pretty good tennis program in Sunnyvale. It was great to see our kids battle back. That's not easy. You know, I, right. once again, I think, like we say, sometimes people don't know a, a sport and how that sport works, but they, they play doubles and they play four, uh, seven doubles matches, right. you know, and you get a point for every match you win in a sense. And so then after doubles, then you pair up and you have six girls singles and six boys singles. And, and so it came literally down to the last match on the court, and that's a very exciting time in, oh, yeah. in tennis. And I, I I had been there. I saw some of the tennis, and then I headed on to Springtown to catch some of the freshman JV football. And so then when we started getting reports that we came back and won that, that really was a huge feat for our Indian tennis program, a good way to get, as they get close to district. All right, then junior high volleyball got started last week, had a game against Ferris, and then – B teams had their tournament at Dietrich Middle School in Midlothian on Saturday. Uh, I know the, the Saturday games, uh, both teams went, both the B teams went 0-2 in their, their games on Saturday. Ferris, I want to say both 7th grade teams won, and I want to say the 8th grade A team won as well. Okay. If I'm lying, I apologize, but <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> All right, then. Did you find that girl's name? Were you looking for it? Uh, Victoria is what's her name. Victoria, which goes along with victory. So there you go. Victoria was, led us to victory. Yes. <laughs> All right, then we got our calendar stuff for this week. Uh, a busy week. There is something absolutely every day. The, uh, there is. <laughs> it starts today. We have our junior high volleyball is hosting Glenrose starting at 5 o'clock. And we got a board meeting tonight, a special call board meeting to approve the budget tonight. To, to, yeah, to consider the budget. Consider so, the budget. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I gotta get those. Gotta get the right <laughs> words in there. Consider the budget, and we also have a budget hearing and uh, tax. You know, consider the tax rate. And then tomorrow, we already talked about it, but high school volleyball they'll be hosting Keene starting at four thirty. Um, Wednesday, the old settlers parade at five thirty, and then that'll be in the downtown area around the gazebo. Thursday, JV and ninth grade football will be hosting Kennedale starting at five o'clock here at Charles Head Stadium. Friday, volleyball will be at the Young Women's Leadership Academy at five p starting at five p.m. and that is going to be at Wilkerson Grinds where we host graduation. Right. Each year, if that'll help. Yeah, you we all we're all familiar with that location. And that's the varsity starts at five p.m. So plenty of time to watch the varsity Lady Indians volleyball beat beat the Young Women's Leadership Academy and to make it there to Kennedale right down the road by seven thirty. Uh, football looks to go two and zero, and then Saturday. We talked about cross-country and the, the meets that Coach Bishop sends them to, but they will be at Flower Mound Marcus, and they, which is a perennial power in the cross-country world across the state of Texas. And so they'll be running at 7 a.m. at a park in, just in, in the south part of Denton. Now, se- 7 a.m., <laughs> so you can do the math on when those uh, when our scholar athletes and our coaches have to get up to travel all the way to Flower Mound. But Coach Bishop does that because he wants our kids to be prepared. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else that we missed or anything else you want to add? Well, you know, I think oftentimes at the beginning of the school year, we call it, you know, we give it a lot of different terms. Hey, we're just getting started. We're getting mm-hmm. warmed up. You may call it the honeymoon period, whatever you want to call it. But I think we have the scholars and the educators to keep the excitement rolling. I don't, I don't right. think just because we're a couple of weeks in that we kind of start getting into some slow and methodical uh 
I don't know, uh, situation where uh, just keep the energy going. Uh, mm-hmm. We want you to have joy in what you do. Those, uh, not just our educators and our scholars, but even our parents. So we're all one big team, like you say often on this podcast, that hashtag Alvarado Excellence is about our whole community. And we'll get the opportunity to share a little presentation with the chamber on Thursday. Excited about the opportunity to brag on what's going on here in Alvarado ISD, as, as we often do on this podcast. Most definitely. And, we're two for two now two for school, two. in the school year. However, we'll be back with you next Tuesday, Tuesday because Monday is the Labor Day holiday, so no school next Monday. So we will, we'll be back with you on Tuesday of next week to talk about this upcoming weekend's great, uh, great activities and, and wins across the district. And so uh, until then, hashtag Alvarado Excellence.